Hey, it's Graham. Our past in-depth guests have shared so many inspirational stories from overcoming adversity to helping their communities and even bettering themselves or all of the above. We're sharing one of these uplifting stories from the archives each Thursday, and we hope they'll serve as a small slice of positivity in your day. Let's dive in. This week, Lindsey Vaughn. Your first Olympic race, your mom at the time called it the best day of her life. Oh, uh, she did? Why? I think for our family, making it to the Olympics and, and winning at the Olympics, those are things that we all worked for as a family. You know, we've all sacrificed for it. So I think it was a proud moment for, for our entire family. I mean, I think it was always worth it to them, you know, towards the end, but I think winning the Olympics just solidified it. The gold medal in the downhill at the Vancouver Olympics, you just sort of blacked out, apparently, according to you. Yeah, I mean, you know, at, when I won the Olympics, it was probably one of the greatest runs of my career. And I think the most intense amount of pressure and I was definitely, you know, in the zone to the point where I have zero recollection of anything. I remember the start and I remember almost crashing by the finish because um, my shin was hurting so bad. And then um, I remember seeing my name in green, which means you're winning. And then I freaked out. Your dad, complicated relationship. You called winning the Olympic gold the highlight of your career, but I guess you've since said you wanted to call your dad at the time, but you didn't. Mm -hmm. um, why not? At the time, you know, things weren't great between us, and um, it's unfortunate because that was definitely one of the best moments of my life, and I wanted to share that with him, but I'm just happy that things with my dad are good now. So, What was the point in which at the time, based on whatever you're thinking was then, you made the decision best for me to just cut things off? You know, I was married and we had just kind of gone our separate ways. Um, and when I got divorced, then, you know, I obviously called my dad, he's a lawyer, and um, it was hard at first, but we definitely worked our way back into it and eventually built up uh, our relationship to what it is now. And, and he said that at the time he called, emailed, did, I didn't you, see any of those. You didn't see any of them? I don't, yeah, I didn't see any of them, but um, that's not to say that he didn't write them. I just didn't see them. Because you had the, the, him, him blocked, or you no. just don't know if that actually happened? I know why, but I can't really tell you, so they were probably deleted. It was hard. I, I, I guess I didn't really see it. It kind of eventually over time became what it was. And, you know, I was also, I was married at 22. So like, what did I know? I was so hyper-focused on skiing that I didn't really see a lot of other things that were going on. And it's unfortunate, but um, you live and you learn, you move on and here I am. How is it that when you were going through your divorce that you managed to have the greatest season ever by a woman in World Cup history? Because I was using ski racing as an escape. Um, ski racing is the place that I, I can go and I cannot think about anything else in the world. And so no matter what happens in my life, divorce, family, whatever it is, I can always go skiing and only be skiing. 
you know, be in the moment, not have anything on my mind, but enjoying what I'm doing. And you said back then, for the first time in your life, you realized you were skiing solely for yourself. It's always been me in the starting gate, but I think, you know, others' expectations and, um, you know, how things kind of were dictated to me and the way that, you know, I trained and, you know, how I approached everything, that was Because not, if it wasn't your ex, it was your dad before that. was that. just, yeah, it was, or my coaches, you know, that I'd never had enough confidence in myself to say, no, that's not what I want to do. I want to do something else. Um, and so I finally, you know, realized that I'm the one that's there. I'm the one that's putting in the work. I'm the one that's risking my life. I became in control of my life on the hill and, and off the hill as well. I just made sure that, you know, my decisions were mine and mine alone. And I get advice from other people, but I made sure that no one was dictating anything to me. You don't strike um, me as I'm, somebody I'm very, that's like a, afraid to I'm a speak pushover. up for yourself. I'm a really? pushover, yeah. I have a really hard time saying no. Hence why I'm doing this interview. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one-liner. One quick favor before you leave, please consider giving the podcast a rating and review. These go a long way in helping us reach new listeners. Thanks again for your support.